Hello there! This show contains material which a truly free society would neither fear nor suppress. The language and concepts contained herein will not cause eternal torment in the place where the guy with the horns and pointed stick conducts his business. Hello, all. Hey, homies. <laughs> You're so ghetto, man. Why don't you step off? <laughs> okay, I Get better. Get out my grill. <laughs> wow, man. You've been in the hood, I can tell. I've been in a hood. You mean you're like the Unabomber? What does that mean? <laughs> no, I've got a sweatshirt. It's got a hood. It doesn't? Yeah. So, what? What? Are you going to complete that thought? <laughs> no thoughts. No more uh, confessing to be the Unabomber? <clears throat> no. I've written a manifesto or 12. <laughs> Have you distributed them? You actually rented an airplane and just dropped them over, like, you know, Palm Springs or something. <laughs> That's so passe. No, <laughs> so I, ha- I hand deliver my manifestos. <laughs> That's right. That's so cliche, dropping them from airplanes. No, they're much more effective when you look someone right in the eye. Well, heavens to Megatroid. <laughs> what was that cartoon character's name? I don't remember. It was a cat. That's all I remember. Was he the pink, like, pussycat-looking pink panther kind of thing? Maybe. And he would say, exit, stage left. And he had the collar with the tie. It it was something cat. I know that's really dumb. Crazy cat? Something like that. Cool cat, crazy cat. I don't know. Yep. So, a lot of stuff to talk about in the intro. And when would that intro be starting? It's like right now. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. The meters are working. (laughs) All right. The clock... Is advancing, so yeah. we are recording. And the board still says intro. We haven't erased it yet. So yeah, it's actually me. it's last week's intro. All kinds of stuff. Let's see: World Cup, Italy versus France. What's going on there? Who are you rooting for? The Azzurri. That that forces me into the very unenviable position of having to root for the French. You realize? <laughs> you don't have to root for the French. <laughs> well, you know, Zidane is such a great player. You know, why why not? He's such a classy guy. You know. Last I checked, we're recording this on Saturday. And today was the game uh, for third and fourth place. Did you catch any of that? No, but I went on the web before we started setting up, and it looked like Germany was up 3-0 in the 80th minute or something like that. That's probably a W then. Yeah. If they can crank three uh, three goals in, in 10 minutes, I think that'd be amazing. That's impressive. So uh, if that's the case, then that means Germany's third. That's right. And uh, Portugal, I think. Portugal. They would, uh, they would be fourth. And then uh, I think that it was the USA who was 90th. and. <laughs> That's right. And I think that the island nation of Guam was 91st. I believe they were. There were some interesting nations in there. Trinidad and Tobago made it. Yeah, was it uh, Fiji or Tuavalu or whatever that... Tuvalu? Tuvalu. Oh, no, there was a really... um, Vanuatu. Yeah, it was like... I don't know. One of the lesser Hawaiian islands had a team there, too, I think. Yeah, the population is this guy named Ralph and his penguin. (laughs) So anyway, Tour de France, today was really weird. They did a, uh individual time trial, which they usually do towards the end of the tour. Usually the first time trial is the team time trial. So they're doing a switch on it, a twist. They're they're flipping it. Crazy like that. Do, do you know why? Those crazy French. I don't know why. Don't know. I don't know why either. But anyway, today was like the big day. I thought Hincapie was going to rock. And he was like two minutes and 20 seconds off the pace. He came in pretty far down, like 19th or something in the time trial. So he's he's about two and a half minutes out of the yellow. But the big news was Floyd Landis, former teammate of his on Discovery. Uh, I think he writes for Phonak or T-Mobile or something now. What a Phonak. Um, yeah, he's um, he came in second in the time trial, and he's right behind uh, the yellow jersey winner, hmm. who was the guy who won the uh, tour- time trial today, and damned if I don't know his name. <laughs> it's probably long and European or something. Yeah, yeah. It might be slightly Slavic, too. I, I should have got a printout, but your printer's not working. No, it's not. And we're not going to fix it on air. Now, we got a lot of stuff going on in this show, and, and we're going to be doing some experimentation, as we promised last week. Yeah, we're going to do our gang show. A gong show. I'm not done with my intro, though. No, I got a I'm lot not, of stuff on there. I'm, I'm not cutting you off. I'm just letting people know what's coming. Because, <laughs> you know, they're you on the edge of their seat. I'm on the edge on, of my seat. Put on a hard hat. That's right. 
So anyway, uh, one of our friend listeners from Florida named Liz got in a bike wreck the other day. So, mm. so Liz, get better. I got an email from her. She just bought this used time trial bike, and I think she was out riding it. She was going to get, and not time trial bike, uh, triathlon bike. She was, gonna, which they t- tend to look like time trial bikes, yeah. but you know they're similar. So she was going to get into the whole triathlon thing, and. You know, down there in that uh, Miami, Florida area, there's not a lot of open roads. And I think somebody pulled like an illegal Yui, like right as she was, you know, she was riding and some guy went, woo, you know, just pulled right out in front of her. And she had a, she hit her head pretty hard. She ruined her helmet. She told me she was like blind for 20 minutes. She hit her head so hard, ruined the bike, but she's fine. So, you know, if you're only like 90% better, get the other 10% going, Liz. And I guess the guy did the right thing though. I guess he stopped. You know, the guy in the the van. So hopefully she'll get a new bike and get better and all that good stuff. Not necessarily in that order. The good news is she didn't crash her Lance bike. She's got a Trek Lance bike that's really cool. One of those plastic ones. (laughs) Plastic? You know those, right? It says Fisher Price on the side of it? Yeah. It's like, I don't care. I think God meant bicycles to be made out of metal. And I don't even believe in God, so. Yeah, personally, I think bikes should be made out of uh, chrome molly. They should rust. <laughs> they should rust. Bikes should rust. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that a Neil Young album? <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. Well, it's good that her helmet was broken because it proves that it actually saved part of her body. Yeah, and I have the same uh, the same helmet that she does. I have the um, the Giro Atmos, which is the Lance mm-hmm. helmet. It's it's a pricey helmet, but I think if there's one piece of gear you shouldn't skimp on, it's probably your helmet. Yeah, and Ben Roethlisberger can tell you about that. You hear about him? No. Yeah, he's the, the quarterback of uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, the Super Bowl winning quarterback. Young guy, thinks he's on top of the world and, and probably thinks that he's invincible. And, and he's even been on television um, riding a motorcycle without his helmet saying, I'm not going to ride it because it's, you know, it's legal to, to ride without your helmet in Pennsylvania. And there's there's no big deal. I feel free when I'm riding with without my helmet. Um, probably a month or two ago, he got into a wreck, cracked his face open, and hurt his head because he wasn't wearing a helmet. Helmet, good. Yeah. I have proclaimed it. The Bloodthirsty Vegetarian's proclamation of the day, helmet, good. Safety first. While you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're wearing a helmet. That's right. Well, I said, get your hard hats on before, you know, for our middle section. Uh, we here. need the full face mask and the full face shield. Everything. So I have a word written down on here, but yet it's only half of the actual object. I wrote the word yo. Yo? Mm-hmm. Yo ma? Yo yo. Yo yo ma? Yo yos. What do you think of yo yos? Did you see that show? Yes. These guys are going wacko That's what I'm on, talking the about. Yo-yos? They've got all these variety shows, like Ed Sullivan shows. They're back on television, except they got a little twist. They're, they're like contests. But, mm-hmm. I mean, they're like these vaudeville-style Ed Sullivan shows with these really quirky acts. And there was these this guy named Doc Popular. Doc Pop. <laughs> Doc Pop. <laughs> I saw that. And and these guys are madmen. They are so good with the yo. They're doing freestyle yo-yo. And they're doing something that I've never seen before, where the yo-yo actually comes off the string. That was the other guy. The guy on the other team it was spinning like a top and it comes off the string and then you like somehow get it hooked on to it again it spins like a top yeah but there was that one doc popular he had that one that looks like the the typical duncan butterfly that we had when we were kids no 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 this is the doc pop yo-yo he has his own oh i know i searched the website i'm saying it looks like that but i saw the thing come off the string when he was doing a trick where he's bouncing it back and forth between two strings okay it's off the string entirely then it hooks back on that could be like the new yo-yo phrase yo man that was off the string (laughs) Word. <laughs> <laughs> but the other guy had a yo-yo that spun like a top. Yeah. And he had the, the, the string come off, and then he, he does some magic and hooks it back on, and then it winds back up on itself. It's crazy, world-class, literally, like, world-class yo-yoing. And it's sort of funky because my dad won some contest, you know, back in the 50s, yo-yos, hula hoops, the whole big Duncan whammo craze, whatever it was. <laughs> and uh, my dad's great yo-yoer. And he's I a went, yo-yist. He's a yo-ist. <laughs> And I went on the web. I went on the web to try to find because in the Sharper Image catalog, you know Richard Talheimer. In the yeah. Sharper Image catalog years ago, they had this aircraft aluminum machined balanced com- competition <laughs> yo-yo, and I always wanted to get my dad one. And this show, whatever it was called, made me do a search. And so this Doc Popular guy has his own whole his own line of yo-yos, but Duncan or Whammo or whatever that company is that you know has been doing yo-yos for years. <laughs> They have some like German subsidiary, right? It would have to be some German. They used to build airplanes or something, and they have these like machines from planes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they have these crazy hundred dollar yo yos that are balanced, you know, machined from aircraft grade aluminum. It's, they're just crazy. I think I'm going to get one of those for my dad for like Christmas or something. That would be he's really good at the yo. That would be cool. 
<laughs> the yo. Yeah, and and the, there's two of these shows. There's two of these sort of um, vaudeville uh, variety type shows on, and they're both like contests. I think that one that we saw the yo-yo guy on, it was called Master of Champions or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and like there's three people on the panel, like Steve Garvey, Oksana Bayul, and... Um, yeah, who needs a slap. Yeah. Who was the other guy? He was the... Um, the Johnny Johnny Mosley. Johnny he Mosley. was the freestyle ski jump guy, you know? Yeah. And uh, urban action figure was one of the categories. Did you see the guy throwing the playing cards and yes. cutting vegetables in half? That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it's one of those things where they're finally having a venue for people who have skills that they're doing in their basement that nobody knows about. And that like, have no real like application anywhere no, except no real to competition. go, wow, that's crazy. Let's get them on TV. <laughs> that's right. And these vaudeville type shows are perfect for that. Yeah, I got to get on there. I got to figure out what skill I've got, though. <laughs> I could juggle. John is a juggler, actually. I'm a jugglist. He's he's a juggist. So anyway, I don't know. Do I got any other stuff on my page here? Let's see. Hinkapee, way down in the pace. I don't know. You won't let me close out the intro, so I'm going sit, to sit back and listen. Go Floyd Landis. Yeah, Floyd Landis. It should get interesting, the tour, because when they hit the mountains, Team Discovery with uh, George Hinkapee is going to have to attack. You know, they need to make up two and a half minutes. And uh, both he and Landis are great climbers. This could be a battle between Hinkapee and Landis and, and um, youth former teammates. This could be really exciting. And then when Liz gets better, she can go and race there, too. Are we done with the intro? I think we're done with the intro. What are okay. we drinking today? We got some, like, vino. Yeah, this is also sort of, you know, I'm trying to tile these threads together. This is also sort of in the theme of what we're doing. Um, and the theme is... <laughs> Just... It's crazy silly whack crazy silly whack but no taking something at face value immediately and, and making a judgment and I, what i did is i grabbed this bottle of wine simply because of its label it's like a i first saw it and i said wow that looks like a tattoo design then i read the the uh the name of it it's called big tattoo red it's sort of um it's a fleur-de-lis it's a red and black fleur-de-lis it, it, it almost looks like um uh tribal Mm, I don't know. It looks like the kind of thing that a sailor would have from like the 40s or 50s, like a Navy guy. It's a fleur-de-lis. Uh, it's a 2003 big tattoo red from a place called Two Brothers. And apparently, um, this is crazy, Two Brothers started the thing. It, well, the good news is it doesn't have a UFO on it. It doesn't, no. No, but I am compelled to to try the UFO wine, so we'll need to uh, try you, that one in You'll these have days. to be wearing a, a hat made out of aluminum foil with that's shaped in a pyramid. <laughs> Tin foil works better. Yeah, but this is actually, it's a Chilean, um, and I think that it's bottled in the U.S. by these two brothers. Uh, we'll put the website up there. It's uh, it's okay. I wouldn't say it's the best bottle I've had before, but again, we're going to follow the, with this theme of snap judgments, and uh, you'll get the gist once we do the gong show. Yeah, we got the gang show. So let's just run right into tune number one. You know them, you love them. We've played them before. It's a band that's just not around anymore. <laughs> but it's one of the people from the band. It's not the full band. Uh, wh- wh- what on earth do you mean? Tune one? Tune one. Oh, 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 I th- okay, never mind. Yeah, I was thinking of the other tune. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, this is uh, the Amanda Monaco Quartet, and yeah. she plays guitar in the Lascivious Biddies. Uh, we've mentioned them once or twice before. Well, John talks about them incessantly. But <laughs> <sighs> Heavy sigh. What's this one called? Gaza Strip Mall. Let's check it out.
That is a really lovely piece of music. Yeah, I like that a lot. Changes themes. It goes into a little bit of chaotic motion there, but it all comes back together. Nice. What's great about that record, and I actually haven't heard anything on it except the tunes we downloaded from the Podsafe Music Network, but I've read on her website that they recorded this record live to two-track. They basically all sat around in the control room. Not in the control room, but in the studio room. 
and they uh, clicked a recorder much like this one, started recording, two-track, live to stereo. They just blew through all the performances, no edits. They just did a take until they got it. I guess they recorded that record in four or six hours or something like that. <laughs> Sounds great. There's a lot of stories like that. Um, I can't remember any offhand, but I've, I've heard a lot of stories about people just going into the studio and blowing through a recording. You know what? That's the one. Nick Drake. I heard about that one. Nick Drake and the Bad Seeds? Uh, new. Nick Drake, the guy, the melancholy guy that you hear in like Volkswagen commercials or something. Pink Moon? Ring a bell? No. Yeah. Well, you crazy listeners out there in listener land, you probably heard of him. Anyways, he, he was this tormented guy in the 70s, I guess. <laughs> 60s, 70s. He, uh, he ended up dying, but um, early... <laughs> Died early, but I heard that he went in. In uh, he essentially went into the studio and recorded one of his landmark albums all in one take, essentially in two hours, start to finish. You know, he came in with all his notes on paper, played the whole thing start to finish, and, and then ended, and that was it. And that was a beautiful take. And it's a it's a great. I can't believe you never heard of Nick Drake. I just know the Bad Seeds guy. Bad Seeds. No, I think Meatloaf did a record in a deli once. I'm not sure, but. <laughs> And the deli was left with more perspiration than it started with. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, so, uh, excuse me. Yeah, we're going to basically pull the curtain back and show you our inner workings here. And <laughs> we're going uh, to show you the guy behind the curtain. Hey, speaking of the guy behind the curtain, I drive through Chittenango twice a week here and back. Right? For you cl- crazy listeners in listener land again, Chittenango is the birthplace of L. Frank Baum. Right, so... Uh, Turner Classic Movies has been showing The Wizard of Id. I mean, Oz, or Id. Oh, I don't know. The Wizard of Oz a lot lately, and they had a little uh, documentary, a little making of, which was pretty fascinating. They talked about, they had all inter- film interviews from all of the stars, and they had uh, even like the special effects guys, the guy who made the tornado and stuff. That was just like a, a muslin tube with a mm-hmm. motor on top spinning it, but pretty pretty good effects for like 1939, I think. Yeah, did they show Judy Garland snorting borax or something? <laughs> she was snorting aluminum powder. She was oh, off of the Tin Man's face, I think. Is One more was. take. Come on. And um, But when they talked about L. Frank Baum, they said, uh, born in upstate New York, they couldn't even you know give him a little love and say Chittenango, right? You know? Props to the Chittenango. Apparently, he had written a whole series of Oz books. Mm-hmm. There's there's dozens of them, I yeah. think. It's like one a month. He's like the Schmengies, and uh, he's very prolific. He's even got like this crossover, Oz and the Hardy Boys. He does. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Encyclopedia Oz, and there's a, a, a sort of a nerdy detective guy. But... um he did very well for himself. I mean, he did not write the story while he was living in Chittenango. He was only born there. <laughs> and they showed his palatial Hollywood estate that those books had uh, afforded him. I mean, he did very well for himself. Yeah, so uh, we got a lot of famous people from around Good for here. him. Yeah. I live in the town that uh, Grover Cleveland was from. He was born and raised. The Muppet? No, different guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think he ended up being some sort of politician. Yeah, well, they're all no good. Yeah. But so anyways, anyway, here's the gong show. The gong show. This is what we do. At least this is what I do when I go through the, the Podsafe Music Network or any other online source for music. Rich has other kinds of techniques where he gets into a yoga position. <laughs> I just I, call people I recorded <laughs> and say, can I play your CD? Yeah, me, I just, I, I'm like a channel the, surfer. It's like a lotus. I get into the lotus and uh, either that or the... Uh, Downward facing dog. <laughs> oh, anyways, I... Go through this. It's stuff. an esprit, actually. It's a Lotus Esprit yeah, that I yeah. get into. You wish. So we, I flip, not a fan of that car. I never like the styling. I flip through this stuff, and and I hear the first maybe one or two seconds of it, and I snap judgment. That's it. Because there's so much stuff out there, you gotta you gotta really make your judgments early. And the the song really should have something going on in the beginning. You know, it should have a groove, a hook. If, if it's got a hook or a groove, we'll listen. So John and I were sitting around last week just doing this, and you know, every like five seconds we were making noises. If you hear this sound, that means that the song sucks, and we're moving on, <laughs> or at least we think it does. So we're just gonna preview some. I think John's gonna throw some names out at me, and I'm gonna give the yay or nay on playing it. And we're just gonna be silly. It's just just a lot of fun here today. Yeah, the format of this is I'm gonna give Rich first a genre, and he can pick from that. Uh, let's see, we've got acapella. Mm. Acoustic. I want to hear acapella. Oh, rockapella? I want to hear acapella, and there's going to be instruments, guaranteed. Mark my word. All right, and I'm already doing some pre-filtering here because I'm going to pick the funniest sounding names I can. John's, he's a giant sponge. <laughs> Rhythm and juice. Yeah, well, let's hear it. All right, here we go. 
I'm not hearing anything. They've apparently recorded silence. <laughs> not working as well as I thought it would. <laughs> yeah, they're they're all sorts of silent. I'm going to the next page here. What let's, do we got? Let's check out another one. Uh, actually, there's only one other page, so we're kind of light on the acapella. Zach O. Yeah, let's check him out. That this is not, not acapella. Sound acapella. We're moving on. Yeah. If, you're, if you don't even fit in your category, you're done. We got this other one. Steven, Stefan Kunin. Open up your mind. Oh, boy. No, I kind of wanted to hear a little more of that, actually. I'm sorry. <laughs> acapella requires staying on key. Yeah, if you're going to be an acapella singer, please first be a singer. <laughs> All right, we're done with the acapella group. What are we doing next? Um, alternative metal. You okay? That would be like nubidnium or something. <laughs> like Einsteinium. <laughs> Dude. What do we got? I've got a bike made out of Einsteinium. Dempsey Doodle. Okay. Yeah. No, you know what? Good. You know what that is? <laughs> no. It's kitchen appliances. <laughs> All right. Oh. oh, here's good. You know, this is... Uh, a lot of the stuff on uh, Podsafe Music Network comes from, I guess, a label of sorts. So you'll see, instead of the band name, you'll see the label's name and then the, the name of the band. This one is coming off of Fat Hippie Records. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of those, actually. <laughs> yeah. It was a delay on that one for me. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to give you the, the gong. You know what the funny thing is? The gong that we're listening to right now is actually a gong I recorded, and I was going to bring it here. <laughs> we were going to actually use a live gong, but. <laughs> that would have been too hard. It would have been like the gong show where I'd be running around, the song is playing, Rich loves it, and I'm running around with the gong, and he's trying to stop me from hitting like the gong. The good old days, like Jamie Farr, Klinger <laughs> wants to use the gong, and McLean Stevenson won't let him. <laughs> oh, and what was the, the, the lady's name? Oh, I don't know. She I was always know. on it. She had no other job. The problem with getting the gong here is that I personally don't own a vehicle big enough to put it in. It's at least four or five feet in diameter. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a real hand-hammered Zildjian gong. I mean, all right, what do we got? Smear. Oh, yeah. You know what? I think that we're going to have some criteria here. If you've already applied like seven effects on the first note, you're out. Well, yeah, and nothing grabbed me about that intro. It's a little cliche. It sounds like every other uh, kind of, you know, flanged guitar intro we've ever heard. <laughs> yes, that, that sound, that's a flange. Yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a what uh, technically is referred to as a moving comb filter. That's right, because that used to be done with a moving cone. Comb. Comb. Raygun Girls. Oh, we got to hear them. All right, there's like three effects on there. There's an echo. There's a distortion. Wait, no, wait, wait, It's wait. It's hooking me a little bit here. I, I just, I'm waiting for the grab part to grab me. There has to be some German over this. <laughs> like, uh... Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah, that, that's just not doing it for me. Who's that sort of famous German slash techno metal guy? Do you know that? I don't know what you're talking about. There's like 15,000 of them. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Who else we got? Let's change categories. Country punk. <laughs> oh, what could be better than that? That sounds like something they'd make up on Whose Line Is It Anyway? That's right. And we've got Captain Paradox. <laughs> well, yeah. Doesn't sound angry enough, and I think he can play a little bit. So, got a trailer, up to the well, of course, he's got a trailer. We're out west. I got my- yeah, oh, okay. I don't even know how that qualifies as punk. They double tracked the guitars. They almost sounded good, but his singing just wasn't doing it for me. Is this more of him? No, this is Rude Street Peters. This is just straight up punk. I know. What country punk? Again, you got to be in your category. <laughs> well, sometimes, I guess that is their fault. You upload and choose a category, right? I don't know whose fault it is, but I'm blaming everyone. <laughs> Spoil sport. Spoil sport. Hmm. Do I do 
it's it's almost like um, Mark Knopfler. Yeah, well, it's almost like Mark Knopfler meets um, those guys from Georgia, from Athens, Georgia. I was like REM or something, you know? You know what I mean? And if the guitar in my right ear wasn't out of tune, I'd be able to tolerate it. Yeah, it's not enough of Mark Knopfler or REM. Yeah, and just, uh, yeah. Trucker. Bass. Wow, a lot of low end. I can feel that in my bowels. <laughs> the brown note. That's right. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm gong in that one. You know why? Because why? Because the cliched pause. Stop note. Sometimes yeah. those are good, though. You know, Pete Whitty was famous for those, by the way. You know, he'd have the pause. Sometimes you got to let the music breathe. Sometimes. It's like wine. It's like bad wine. Sometimes It's you like just... lungs. Sometimes you got to let them breathe. Yeah, let's All change right. categories I'm, I'm again. I'm done with that one. Uh, how about uh, Americana? I think we talked oh. about this one before. I don't even know what that means. That sounds you know, like folk art or something. You know, Americana. Of course. There's a lot of stuff in Americana. Wow. Throw something at me. Oh, I like the name of this one. Kingfinger. <laughs> Ooh, well, we got to hear that. First off, I don't know anything about the category, so we can't complain about it. Mm, this ain't doing it for me. Dude. Was that uh, Yanni? <laughs> the gong? No, the song. I bet Yanni's percussionist has a gong. Monkey Shine. Hey. You know, it was grabbing me till he started singing. You know, it was grabbing me until he started talking about a car. <laughs> Songs about was cars, like I think, are played. The groove was like decent. It was sort of happening. I mean, I'm a car guy. I love cars, but how many songs do we have to have about cars? The Beach Boys pretty much wrote everyone that needed to be written, right? I mean, yeah. And then the guy who wrote the definitive, uh, I can't drive 55. I mean, for crying out loud, my car- Maserati does 185. Yeah. Who's this? Scott Merrick. Why does it sound like the the elephant singer? That's right. Why does it sound like he's playing it in a, a glass? You know how like when you hold a glass up to your voice? It sounds very tubular and hollow. It's Americana-ish. That's awful. That's just really bad. You know, Americana. <laughs> is that what it is? That's right. He had he had all sorts of Americana effects on that. Uh Trace Wyron. Not bad. It's starting out all right. It almost sounds like something the uh, Spankers would play. Sounds a little bit like Lance's ex-girlfriend. Yeah, that Subaru songstress. Doesn't it? What's her name? Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. It almost has got a Cheryl Crow groove. But you know what? We already have a Cheryl Crow. Ooh, that's harsh. <laughs> we one Cheryl Crow in the world is enough. Yeah, I'm that out. wasn't bad though. That I, wasn't bad. That's about I, the best thing we've heard yet. I'm still not seeing anything that ties them together to call them Americana. I mean, they're they're sort of countryish, but yeah, yeah. Let's uh, change categories. I like let's go what? farther down in the alphabet. Let's get out of the A's. Glam punk. <sighs> we already did a punk. We All did right. country punk. Uh, I'm not, I'm skipping the hip hop. Yeah, I'm not a big hip hop fan because we also want to have music that we might play on the show. Right. Inspirational? Nah. No. Who needs that? <laughs> <laughs> That's just crazy talk. Is depressed as we were when we started the show. I can't imagine. Uh, opera? I can't imagine someone doing let's, opera. Let's hear some opera. Okay, let's see if even someone... Oh, I'm sorry. There's nothing in opera. <laughs> wow, there's a surprise. Oh, here we go. Um, screamo. Screamo. <laughs> Uh, Screamo sounds a lot like a guy pouring wine into a glass to me. Yes, this is going to be Equal Vision Records. Okay. Got the stereo effect. Yep, it's happening. You need headphones for that. Sorry, I had to call it quits. All right. Uh, Here's another one from the same label. Nah, 
the speed metal stuff never did it for me. Yeah, that's the other rule that we forgot to mention. We each have veto power over this. So even if I like it, Rich is going to be fingering me. I mean, <laughs> showing me the finger. I don't know what that means, but let's forget he said that. Okay, well, this is going to be from Vanna. Stereo. I can see her turning letters. I'm sorry again if you're if you got that cliched. Let's get some feedback. Yeah, and, the feedback uh, intro. This is from Locata. Hmm. Like is that this. the band or the label? Uh, I think it's the label because I think the name of the band is Razor Mittens. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah you, you got to hold a note yeah. here and there. Uh, yeah, no, Razor Mittens was the name of the uh, the the song. It was the name of the band was Locata, and and you know we're not disparaging any of these people. Keep trying, keep yeah, trying, keep trying. And you know what? I I think I want to ungong the Cheryl Crow tune because we have to have something ungonged. You know, something has to. You know, we're just picky sobs or something because you sure know we are. All right, fine. All right, I'm going to the goth. <laughs> oh, good, great. Goth, circa 1980. Screaming low end, man. Yeah, again, you know, the groove had me for a while. The screaming mini moog bass part was kind of cool, but the vocals, no. You gotta hold the note. All right, what do we got? Let's change categories. <laughs> the crows. You hear the crows? I do. Cocktail pop. Okay. The biddies might even be in there. This is from Creepers. Needs more reverb. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah. You know what I'm doing with that one? I'm I'm gonna give this guy a little advice. (laughs) <laughs> What's your your advice? arena has to be a little smaller? Yeah, right. The, the amount of reverb could you, you? It's not possible to get more reverb than that on anything. I could understand if it was going with some sort of theme, but I couldn't understand any of the vocals. Didn't really go along with any theme for me. Stephen Stewart. Crush my heart now, please. You could shatter me and say goodbye. Not bad. Is this on the Miami Vice soundtrack? I mean, it's nothing I'd probably put on the show or listen to at home, but... (laughs) This is nothing I would probably listen to on purpose, but it's probably good. No, but the production's not bad. You know, it's not bad. Yeah, they get points for production quality. You know, it sounds all right. That's Chardé's sax player? It's got a little, um, like, um, what was that band from the 80s? Um, I know... What was that band I'm thinking of? All right, I'm not going to gong these guys. They're all right, but I'm not sure they're right for the show. Yeah, they they don't get the gong. I'm going to put them on my playlist. What was that band that did that song, True? I'm going going back to the guy in the the arena to compare. Production quality, bad. Well, that's just an artistic choice, you know, reverb. Too much much reverb. I mean, that's art, you know. It sounds accidental. What's the name of that band that did I Know How Love Is True? Uh, 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 uh. Simply Red? No, it wasn't Simply Red. That, that, the song we liked sort of reminded me of them. Yeah. Because I, I have a fondness in my heart for some 80s music, and that had like kind of an 80s vibe. Yeah. Let's oh. change categories again. We're all over the place Holy here. cow. Um, let's see. I'm going to give you the choice of category here. Adult alternative. Mm-hmm. Alternative metal we did. Alternative pop. Alternative rock. Ambient. Arena rock. Arena rock. Arena rock. I can picture Ted Nugent firing arrows into pumpkins or something. Ah, here we go. Crush. Speaking of Ted Nugent. Nah, it's not doing it for me. Yeah. Let's do one more, and then we're, we're going crazy late on the show here. Yeah, we're probably going to skip the second song. We might go into that one later, because it's we got lots of stuff here. Mad Sumo? <laughs> okay. Uh, 
Where have I heard this guitar solo before? It's my Metallica or something. This is like a death metal thing. This is not... This has nothing to do with arenas and rock. Brian Adams is arena rock. I'm not going to gong this guy. Gong him. <laughs> All right, Rich uses veto power. All right, I'll go to the next page of Arena Rock. Soul Seeker. Talking about bad production. Yeah, this one was... and a couple of songs ago, it sounded like they were being recorded in a cardboard box. I know. Yeah, that wasn't happening for me. Well, that's what you get when people go to the world's biggest music store chain, buy a few pieces of equipment, and think they can make a record in their closet. All right, I'm going to the crunk rock. Crunk? Hmm. S-D-A-O-K. Commodore 64 that was doing stuff like this a while ago. He's, he's throwing the finger at me. <laughs> Our right. gong distorts when the music's too loud. We got to right. figure that out. Here's the brew. Bottles, <laughs> oh my god. He's not counting down. How's he going to try to drink you, them? If you he started a hundred, right? Bobby and Whitney. So we can hit them club for the boxes in them titties. Two fist and bottles with the yak in my system. Swing back and forth with that starburst image. Shorties all around every shape. Shorties. I'm picking up some lingo. Jeez, I, I don't want to gong this. I wouldn't, again, it's not right for the show, but this rapid hour John gonged it. I gonged it only because, you know, we've only got so many hours in the day. Yeah. Do you want to do this more, or should I do a quick mention of the movie I saw? I actually do want to talk about this film. All right. You know what? One more category and a couple more songs, and then we'll be done. We've got to do right. this. I'm going to my favorite category, Ska. <laughs> <laughs> nah. There's not enough ska in the ska. What else? There's that ska. This is not just ska, this is scalsa. It's like salsa meets ska or something. Well, it is ska. Oh, this would be great if the production quality is a little yeah, bit Yeah, production's a little bit lacking, but it's not bad. All right, I'm going to pause these guys, and uh, I'm going to ungong them. Let's see. Yeah, I don't want to gong them. They're all right. This almost sounds like something off an Ike Willis solo record I have, for real. Wow, there's a groove here. John and my heads are both moving to this one. These guys are good. This is actually a real band. They actually, I think the thing with Scott is you have to be ensemble. a good band. You gotta be tight. You got the horn section. You gotta have the groove going with the rhythm section. Make note of this band. We'll have to download them or something for the next show. Yes, Note. Well, look at that. Made. We found one. Oh, that's the problem with this is you make note of them and it just It just doesn't them. want to stop. They heard us and now they're just not they're just not gonna stop playing. And I'm gonna Well have let's to end go. on that note. Uh, you wanna end on that one? Yeah, because we found a good one. Because I've got a really good name here. There's All a, right. a band name called Skankin Pickle and the name of this song is Thick Ass Stout. <laughs> okay, let's check it out. And then I'm gonna talk about the movie. Skage. Well, Sky is sort of reggae influence. 
Not as good as the last band. I think the horn arrangement needs to be more interesting. The voicings in the horn section. There's a pickle theme because there's another band called Slow Gherkin. <laughs> wow. That sounds like something from Pictures from Spain by Miles Davis or something. Of course, these guys are probably murdered by Miles Davis. That's all right. Yeah, all right. It's all right. A lot of good stuff in Ska. All right. I all think right. we're going to end so it Ska's there. Ska's the category. I want to talk briefly about this film I saw at the MWPA.org, Confederate States of America. It's kind of a mockumentary about what would happen if the Civil War had won. I mean, if the South had won the Civil War. Yep. The Civil War had been won by the South. And, you know, again, much like with that smoking film, Thank You for Smoking, I kind of went into this with this idea of what it was. And this really didn't meet my expectations. Not that it's a bad film. But it was okay. It's a uh, a film by Kevin Wilmot. It's a 2005 film, uh, U.S., uh, 89 minutes, not rated. And what they did was they sort of approached this as if it were a TV show on Confederate TV. That was like the cable network or something. After school special. And it was supposed to be like a British documentary made by the Brits from the BBS, the British Broadcasting Service. And they were just showing it on Confederate TV. And, like, every 15 minutes, they'd go away to a commercial and show, like, sort of, you know, these sort of slavery-based Confederate commercials. And there were a lot of cute things going on in the film and some of the mock history that they invented. Because they basically took history from the Civil War to about now. And they just concocted all of these things that happened. Like, Lincoln didn't die. He <laughs> was uh, – he was perse- uh, what's the word I want? Prosecuted for war crimes against the South and then banished to Canada. And the thing that was really interesting about it was that he was alive up until, like, 1908 or something. And they some early filmmaker made a talkie uh, of an interview with him. And so they had this very deteriorated-looking yet restored film of, of an interview with Lincoln, which was sort of fascinating if it had really happened. but. The thing that, uh, for me, was interesting about this film, and it didn't become interesting till the very end when the credits were rolling. Um, well, actually, I'll talk about that in a second. The film was kind of told from the Shelby Foote perspective. There was kind of the Southern, I won't call him a Southern gentleman, quite like Shelby Foote is, but sort of the, it was told from the South's perspective, and then there was an African-American woman kind of reviewing the same history and telling it from the, the Blacks' perspective. So really what did have like this documentary vibe, it just didn't capture me. My, my friend Ken, who saw it, described it as a minor work. <laughs> Those are actually not minor, minor Kafka. Dickens. No, this was, yeah, right, right out of that film. I can't remember the name of that one. Squid and the Whale. Squid and the Whale, yeah. But he really did describe this as a minor work. And I do recommend it because there's a lot of interesting surprises at the end that I'll talk about very briefly right now. They would do these fake television commercials, and like one of them was like there was this guy, he was an auto mechanic, and he was working on the General Lee. It was actually a '68 Charger with the Confederate flag on it. And what was the mechanic's name? Duder. No, it was Duke Cooter. Oh, geez. And he was promoting a product, and they had all of these ridiculous products, you know, Sambo this, and there were all these names that you just imagined to be so out there that nobody would have named products this, right? One of the products was, and I'm going to say the N-word, one of the products was something like nigger hair toothpaste, and they would advertise this product, and everybody in the crowd, actually in the theater watching with me, would go, oh my God, how appalling, and when I went to the cafe afterwards, I went um, with the normal crowd I go with, and one of the women... Uh, that uh, typically uh, meets me at the cafe to talk about the films afterward, had some friends up from Brooklyn, and these are these sort of sensitive artist types, kind of like you. And um, they were appalled at the film. They were just like totally shocked and appalled. And and to me, it didn't shock me at all. It was just like, wow, you know? I mean, it didn't really take me out of my comfort zone because I know people who talk like this. I work with some really hardcore bigots. But anyway, all of these products we imagined were fake, right? Well, guess what? When the credits were like Sambo's Restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. That's fake. There was one in uh, in the Utica area. Yeah, there was. My dad wired it as an independent electrical yeah. contractor. He did the wiring for Sambo's, which later changed their name, I believe, to Denny's. That's right. <laughs> anyway, so you've got all these products like nigger hair toothpaste. So while the credits were rolling, guess what? Every one of these ridiculous products that we thought were just appalling, insensitive, racist names were actual products that were marketed between like the late 1800s and, say, 1930 in the United States of America. So, mm-hmm. And you don't have to look farther than your oatmeal shelf to find 
Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima. That's we right. still have these ridiculous racist slavery imagery on the products that are on our shelves now. And the 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 point of the film really didn't hit me till that last moment when they flashed that up. So yeah. while the narrative, while the story, the sort of fake mockumentary didn't appeal to me, I thought the film was a winner just because it makes you real the very end of it really makes you, you know, realize these these amazing awful What's the word I want to use? This real uh, part of American history, which is just offensive and, and, and horrific, you know? Well, and that's the thing is, is people are afraid to say or do anything today. And, and I think sometimes we can go overboard, but we don't realize just how far we've come. There was a, uh, an article that I saw on, I think it was uh, Boing Boing that pushed this one out. It was a, a picture book that was sent out to American troops. Right. And the title of it was How to Spot a Jap. Now, sure, we're in the middle of a war. These the Japanese were enemies of ours, but you flip through it and it's a cartoon and it was illustrated by a famous cartoonist. Can't remember his name now. He did a comic strips, but I mean, there are some, the government's pushing these saying, you know, how to tell the difference between a Chinese person and a Japanese person saying, you know, Chinese person smiles often. A Japanese person has buck teeth. Well, you know, all these for different... me, it's like if you're in Japan, they're probably Japanese. And if you're in China, they're probably Chinese. <laughs> That's right. It reminds me of an episode of, uh, Hank Hill there over the what's it called um the king of the hill king of the hill yeah some asian people moved in across the street and he and all his friends were standing around with their budweiser beer mm-hmm. and so you know Hank Hill went up to him and said so so what are you chinese or japanese and the guy said well we're laotian we're from laos and all of them just kind of say you know how they like they'll they'll show the frame of all the friends just sitting there in silence you know mm-hmm. Hank Hill and all his friends and then he turned around and said so what are you, Chinese or Japanese? Anyway, you know what? We got to cut it. Show is done. We're cutting it. I'm We're doing the hand it. under the throat. The thing. hand under the throat. We'll we'll see you guys next week. And I guess it's officially cut now. There's no stopping it. Holy cow. Train kept a rolling. This is among our longest shows ever. But it was it was fun. Yeah, was you'll edit out that whole middle part. Yeah, the middle part's gone. Anyway, check out our blog, www.bloodyveg.com. Yeah, send us email to feedback at bloodyveg.com. All kinds of cool stuff. And if you have any, like, songs that you want us to play, we'll either gong them or we won't. (laughs) Liz, get better. No more crashing into vans, you crazy wild woman. Yeah, stay on two wheels. That's right. Keep it on, uh, keep the rubber side down and the whatever side up. I don't know. It's just an old stupid cliche. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Anyway, remember, you're uh, listening to V.I.B., And we'll see you next week.